Hello, hello, hello. This is Tamika Peters, president and CEO of Grow Your Nonprofit, where we help startups, small and stagnant nonprofits grow through fundraising strategies, strategic planning, and so much more. Guys, today you're in for a treat. I have my friend and special guest here, H.E. She will tell us all about storytelling for your nonprofit and why it's so important. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the sponsors of my podcast, Hodges University with a campus in Fort Myers. Stay near, go far. They change lives for the better. Trinity Life Foundation Naples, helping at-risk youth through their enrichment program. AVID, that stands for the Associations of Haitians Living Abroad. They just opened an amazing support center where they will help you with food insecurity, immigration support, They just had a back-to-school supplies and ESL taught by yours truly. Last but not least, Vaxtrues. They received a grant from the CDC to raise awareness of COVID-19 and vaccine resources in the black and brown community. So guys, like I said, my special guest here, (laughs) H.E. How are you doing, H.E.? I am amazing. How are you, Tamika? I'm doing fantastic. It has been far too long. I know we met each other. Oh, what, about maybe five, six years ago when I was at the shelter for it abused was, women and It children? was longer than that because my son, <coughs> excuse me, my, oh, my son just turned six. That's right. That's so right. this was before that. So maybe like eight years. Wow. At least eight years. Yeah, wow. I was about eight years ago. Yeah. That's amazing. I think, were you a volunteer at the shelter? How I, did we meet? I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to j- right jog my memory I, I, and I just can't, I just can't quite remember. Um, I feel like we met at an event, but I did do some volunteer work mm-hmm. at the shelter. I feel like we met at an event. I kept we kept seeing each other around town. Yeah. But yeah, I thought you I, just moved. You just moved to Naples at the time, right? Well, that's the case. It's been even longer because I oh. moved to Naples in 2012. Hmm. In 2012. And so I feel like I met you maybe a year or two after that. And just kind of seeing you around town at different events and things of that nature. And then we connected because I did some volunteer work at yeah. the shelter. Yeah. 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 And in my last my last recollection of you is when you came to the shelter and I think you donated a ton of shoes, right? Okay, yeah. A ton of beautiful <laughs> shoes, guys. Beautiful <laughs> shoes. I think you say you didn't wear them anymore. And mm-hmm. I was looking at them. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is for a donation. Right. I was like, oh, they were gorgeous. Barely even worn shoes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's awesome. So before we get in the interview about storytelling, yes. tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your company, and, and how you help your clients. Yes. So my name is H. McEachin. As Tamika said, I am a speaker and trainer. I'm also a certified coach. And I'm an entrepreneur, also a mom as well. <laughs> to a beautiful son. Yes, energetic boy. I love him so, yes. so much. Um, but I do keynotes. I do trainings for organizations. And I help them to personally develop their staff um, because I believe that professional development is essential, but personal development is the thing that drives change. And from the stage, I use storytelling to help connect with audiences and also to help drive change in organizations. I like that. Two things stuck out. Um, Personal and professional development training. Tell our audience why that is so important because your number one capital, whether you believe it or not, is your human capital. And they yes. walk out the door every day because if you don't have staff, mm-hmm. you don't really have a business. Because This is true. Right. If you want to scale, you could do it yourself, but it's hard to scale alone. Right. You so tell us the importance of training and developing your staff. People fail to forget that wherever you go, there you are. 
That's very simple. Uh, like, but, let's dissect that. Like, what okay. does that mean? So when I say wherever you go, there you are. However you perceive things, however you process things, whatever life experiences you've had, whatever I call filters, like how you see the world, mm -hmm. however you do that, you're going to do that wherever you go. Interesting. You're right? right? Yeah. So if you... Let's say you don't have uh, emotional intelligence at home mm -hmm. with your own family. Yeah. It's going to be hard to ask that of you in the workplace. Hmm. If you're not strong with conflict resolution with your spouse. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be hard to ask of that in the workplace. Mm -hmm. If maybe you take criticism the wrong way at home with your parents. Yeah. Every time your boss says something to you or every time a coworker mentions something, it's going to be a personal attack. Right. So how you see the world is how you see the world. It doesn't matter where you are. So you could be in the workplace, you mm -hmm. can be at home, you can be at the gym, you can be at the school. So working on the whole person, the personhood right. of, of being a professional. So how do you get to the point of self-actualization mm -hmm. and to overcome that? Because some people don't see that they even have a problem in the first place. Yes. And like you said, if someone calls you out on whatever it is, they feel like it's a personal attack and may not necessarily be a personal attack. Right. It may be just the truth. Right. Exactly. One of the things that I talk about um, in one of my signature talks called the AAA transformation, creating congruence between who you are and who you want to be, is awareness. That's the first A of the AAA transformation. Okay. And awareness is knowing where you are, being aware of what you think. Mm-hmm. Asking yourself the question of what is really happening right now? Mm. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? Why am I taking this this type of way? Or right. why have I been behaving? You know, and that goes on all fronts of life. Yeah. It's awareness. You cannot get to the finish line of any place before you acknowledge your starting point. Hmm. And you have to acknowledge your starting point. And this is universal. Yeah. This can be, again, in any area of your life. You have to know where you're starting. And how you're viewing things. But in order to do that, you have to get quiet. You have to you have actually. To get quiet. Yes. One thing that we talked about a little bit before we started recording is people are just existing. Yes. And we are. are so busy doing right. and we're not being. And in order to be, you have to actually get quiet. I like that because yesterday. Okay. So taking a step back, I. I have uh, a habit, and I, and I don't think it's a bad quality. I have a habit of when I'm passionate or I believe in someone or something, and I'm trying to help someone, I find myself pouring too much mm -hmm. into that person or that thing, and that ultimately I always end up getting disappointed and hurt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a situation like that happened to me yesterday where I made an impact, but it seemed like everything that I'm doing is still not good enough. Mm -hmm. And the person has been calling me and I've been ignoring the phone call, mm -hmm. but I'm going to call the person back. But I had to take a step back mm -hmm. and analyze how I was feeling, why I was the way I was feeling. Was I wrong for feeling that way or was my inclination or hunch absolutely correct? Mm -hmm. And my mindset it is because your heart is usually right, right. but then it causes me to readjust my relationship with that person. I'm still going to do a really good job and work with them, mm -hmm. but it, it, I guess I won't pour so much into it mm -hmm. and readjust, mm -hmm. I guess, how I work with that person. Yeah. So that's awareness. 
That's awareness. That's definitely aware. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Okay. Being aware and then taking it a step further, which right. you said your habit is you pour a lot. Yeah. So you would have to ask yourself, why do I do that? Because you made you said why? something. Like, you said, why? It's like it's like because I love I want to help people. But you but said something. Like, what, what did I say? You said it seems like when I you said it seems like it's never enough. Right. So your personal work is finding out why do I feel like no matter what I do is never enough. Well, I feel like no, no, I feel like that person. Oh, once with I give. This, oh, when I give. To, okay. To this person, if it's like they want more, 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 it's like never enough because it's like sometimes when people find out how talented you are and how much you could do, it's like they want more, 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 more. That's, okay, so not, that is, I'm not saying that I'm not enough because I know I am. Okay. I'm saying the person, it seems like they want more and more and it's so, like what I'm doing is never good enough. So this is something specific for this client. Right. Understood. Okay, right. so that's a boundary thing for right. you. Right, it's a boundary. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. A lot of times when people figure out that you have a large capacity, right. when they figure out that you're talented, when they figure out that you're a natural leader, right. and that you'll just take the reins and go with it yeah sometimes they will milk that cow a little too long so that's a boundary for you to put up Mm -hmm. yeah okay but that awareness that that's an example of awareness yeah because let's look at the contrary what would the dynamic be had you not stepped back and said okay i'm doing too much i feel like i'm getting drained dry what's the what's the the alternative to that well if i if i didn't take a step back and just kind of analyze the whole situation before I jump back in, if you will. It would stress me out. I would not enjoy working with that particular client and doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I like to enjoy what I'm doing. Am I getting paid? Yes, I'm getting paid well. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's not all about the money. It's about the, the fulfillment that I came in to do a task I killed it mm-hmm. and now I want to go on because I like solving problems I want to go on and help somebody else fix the next exactly. thing and make the next thing better and, and, and that's what why I do what I do I love helping people right exactly and so that alternative is like burnout it is right yeah so let's just go so if you go down there go down the rabbit hole of burnout mm-hmm. and not to go too deep but it's like if you don't just just talking about the power of awareness if you don't become aware and then you go into burnout in your case how many areas of your life does that affect a lot because when i'm when i come home i'm drained and i have nothing for anyone else and we just talked about your new husband yeah Yeah. (laughs) this is not a time to be drained from work right right (laughs) you know what i mean yeah you have kids even though they're adults you still have children right you still have your your beautiful establishment and you all if you have not been here this is gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so it's like you have other endeavors that you're working right, on. Right, I do. And, you know, and then your own individual personhood. Right, right. So awareness can shift the trajectory of lives. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So so what, what the takeaway from you is I need to set boundaries. Absolutely. And I need to stop giving so much and give all of that and put, give all that from my business and my family life. And have boundaries when yes. I'm working with other people. Yes. And don't just. Right. 
and you have that internal radar. I like to say we all have an internal radar. We, we do. all, yeah, we do. We all know, okay, when enough is enough, or when I'm right. uncomfortable, or and not uncomfortable like you know, or afraid to do something because that's a, that is a thing. But that's not this. The internal radar is what lets you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I need to take a step back. This is too much. I'm about to get into overwhelm. This is stressing me out. This is about to start causing problems. Right. That internal radar, and I think that's what you felt and right. I think that it was extremely wise of you to say okay let me pull back because yeah. I'm, and then not only that you don't want to like soil your relationship with that client right because it can turn into that because if you're burnt out right and that can turn into irritation frustration resentment right and now you've you're, you're teetering with the relationship between you and that client right which we know connection is everything that can also connect to relationships to other people right exactly it's a domino effect it, it really it really is <laughs> it's so a domino I, effect. I think that's where emotional intelligence comes exactly. in exactly like you mentioned mm-hmm. the internal radar yeah what that feels like and identifying what is your internal radar mm-hmm. and knowing when to be silent yes and quiet yes taking a step back mm-hmm. and just analyzing your part in it right their part in it mm-hmm. and then the whole situation mm-hmm. and there because there's a solution for everything right? it is and and nothing's personal right like because you don't know and i know you know this but like you don't know what that client is it's dealing going with through. what their overwhelm right. level is right you know everything they have going and right. so it's like we're just going to gently set a little boundary here right nicely hand them back to themselves just a wee bit yeah yeah <laughs> and give yourself back to you just a wee right, bit right and then you can have the freedom right i like i like yeah. that so you mentioned storytelling yes what does that mean because i know in the nonprofit fundraising world we say statistics tell and stories sell yes so tell us about the selling side of storytelling so storytelling to me is a pivotal part of connection people want to feel like they are connected they Mm want to feel like um, there's commonality Mm -hmm. they want their emotions to be touched Mm -hmm. you know and in my opinion outside of like a one-on-one conversation especially if you're talking to a group storytelling is the next best thing and storytelling to me like i said it creates connection and connection creates action right right on an individual scale and on a collective scale Mm -hmm. so individually if there's a friendship or a relationship we talked about you and your new husband i'm so happy for you (laughs) but when there's connection that's made action is then taken so whether that is setting up a date whether it's setting up a business luncheon whether it's setting up some sort of meeting whether it's you know connecting some sort of way it it, it sets up the next step of action and so when you're able to connect with donors audiences mm-hmm. things of that nature it will cause them to move right because people want to feel like they understand what's really happening mm-hmm. and you give someone statistics listen yeah who really remembers, remembers that? that right but you tell someone a story mm-hmm. and they can see themselves in, in that yeah. and if they can't see themselves in that they can see someone they know in yeah. it and even if it's not someone they know it's like a movie you instantly place yourself there right. even if you place yourself there as a spectator right. even if there's no way that you can relate to the story you relate because you're a spectator so it's like you you literally you're sitting at the foot of the story being told Right. And so I think that when you're sharing stories, it is important to share what is deeply real and deeply true. Yeah, you're absolutely correct, because when you're telling the story, if you're not authentic, yes. people know they can they can see yeah. right through it because 
you could see their eyes. You could see their yes. body language. Yes. If they're like this and they're hanging on your every word, you know you've captured them. Yeah. And the thing is, so when I say it was deeply real and true, so here's an example. So what's a, a surface, surface example of real and true is, you know, we need your support. We need donor dollars. We need volunteers. We need people that's going to help make this organization go. We know that. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, okay. All right, yeah. yeah. What, what's, okay. Wait, what's significant about that? Right. What is deeply re- what is deeply real and true is that Jessica and Maurice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. their lives have a chance to be changed. Their lineage has a chance to be changed because they will be the first ones to be able to go to college for the you know for the first generation college attendees. Mm-hmm. They've never had, and you know, given a story of their their family, they've never had this opportunity. Let me tell you about how they, you know, their childhood and the thing, you know, just the, the true, the real and true story of why support is needed and the change that it will make. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you cannot translate that with statistics. No, you cannot. You cannot. You cannot translate that with statistics. Mm-hmm. When you say that, that I, I'm thinking in every aspect of. Not only nonprofit before profit, but mm-hmm. we're talking about the nonprofit world. But anywhere from when you're just like in a thank you letter. Yes. You could tell the story. If yes. You're having yes. a lunch or a meeting with the donor, you could tell a story. If you're just meet, you meet someone and they ask you what you you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the story you could, if you're conscious about it. You could just be telling stories all the time and yes. making connections and yes. like everything. Yeah. Because we're all people, we're all human. Yeah. And we we get, you know, we can forget about that because again, we're busy mm-hmm. doing, we have businesses. We have to pay bills, we have things yeah. to do. I mean, that's a real thing. But behind all of that are humans mm-hmm. who crave connection. People want to be seen, people want to be heard, people want to be understood. Mm-hmm. People want to feel included. Yeah. 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 You know, I was just talking um, to someone the other day about um, when we talk about like diversity in companies. Yes. And uh, how sometimes on the news you you hear about, you know, racial slurs and racial this and people being put down. And I said, well, a smart company will embrace diversity Mm -hmm. because you have different mindsets. You have different philosophies. They bring so much to the table that is actually beneficial to your company to have that and and it behooves me to think that some people just can't see that and get out of their own way because they they're scared somebody might take their position i was just talking to a nonprofit consultant this morning Mm -hmm. um a friend connected me to him because he just wrote a book about leadership for nonprofit awesome and then i was talking about you know i was getting to know him because i was going to interview him on my podcast and I was talking about collaboration that he was surprised because he's yeah. a nonprofit consultant. I say, hey, I don't look at you as my co- um, competition competition because yeah. I said, number one, there's enough for everyone it to is. go around. It is. Number two, collaboration is where it's at because I can learn something from you. You can learn something from me. We can connect to different people through we, each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, that mindset will get you very far. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. And and sometimes when I approach other people to collaborate with me, they look they look at me like I'm crazy. Like we're competitors. Like, like, why are you calling me to, but that's also what I found. (laughs) That is a scarcity. mindset. it is. It is. That is a scarcity. There is not enough to go around. Someone's going to take what's mine. What is for you? It's for you. It's for you. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing that anyone can do that will take what is for you. Mm -hmm. Once I learned that, I said, okay, you know what? I'm always on time. I'm always at the right place right. at the right time. Right. Life is always happening for me, not to me. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. And 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 I think about throughout my life all the things that I've done to help others and give. Yeah. Like what has it taken away from me? Nope. I continue to receive abundance. Exactly. I was blessed with this studio. Yeah. Blessed with just I, the list goes on. It's like it has taken nothing from me. Yeah. You know, sometimes people think they used you, mm -hmm. but it's like God blesses you. Yeah. Like you can think that if you want to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> so before we wrap up, how could nonprofits start implementing storytelling in everything they do? Yeah. So not only from the stage in, you know, your big events, your right. big fundraising events, but like you said, even in your letters, even in your mm -hmm. thank you letters, mm -hmm. even if it's not a thank you letter, even if it's just a, a update, mm -hmm. update letters, mm -hmm. it could be instead of uh, just letters, videos where throughout the years, whatever the cause is, mm -hmm. there's real stories of how that um, organization is impacted, mm -hmm. sharing those, like a two or three minute video where they're sharing with their, their donors yeah. and their supporters. Yeah. You know, stories of the people who have who are supporting the organization, how their lives have changed by being a part of something mm -hmm. great. Like just throughout the year on a consistent basis being clear with communicating with your people about the impact that's being made yeah. and just taking whatever it is that you want to share and finding the story in it it's really quite simple yeah yeah just finding yeah. the story in whatever it is mm -hmm. um and not you know i know we, we want to be professional but not being so rigid right yeah. you know be professional but also be human be human yeah we're that's not robots we, we got no. ai out here doing that oh my god that's, that's another a, topic for that's another, day. another topic <laughs> that's another topic how you know that that's going to really change the world yeah and my concern is that some people are sleeping on this mm -hmm. and they don't realize that their jobs are mm -hmm. being eliminated before them even McDonald's I I heard read a story about McDonald's they open that's fully uh, automated by robots there's no humans working in there I believe it I believe it I saw something the other day on LinkedIn where they have it was in China I believe but they had uh, um, was it drones or something like um, fire hose. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm lost oh, for firefighters. Yes, yeah, uh, using the drones as firefighters. I can see taking that. the fire. I mean, uh, hitting the fire with the water with the water hose with the drones. Wow, wow. So it's like small things that they're just mm -hmm. replacing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's it is more important now to be human yeah. <laughs> than ever before. Right, right. Seriously. Yeah. Well, that that's uh, that already started sort of. Um, I don't know, maybe 20 plus years ago mm -hmm. with the automotive industry. Mm -hmm. um, was it, was it, what was that place um, where, where the whole town survived based off the big five uh, automotive companies and basically the ro robots sort, sort of took over making the cars. Um, what's the name of that? Detroit? Is it Detroit? Uh, Detroit. It's a place yeah. where that, that I hadn't heard that story before. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit. Wow. Where, you know, most, because in the beginning, remember humans, would be putting exactly. the parts exactly. together, the cars, exactly. and then eventually the, yeah. the robots were taken over, right. and they didn't need all the staff, and right. it really annihilated the entire wow. town. And yeah. you know, I don't know how they're doing now. I know there's a lot of recovery, a lot of abandoned houses, right. and <clears throat> people are buying houses and flipping them and stuff. But yeah. it's interesting that that they couldn't see that it slowly came in. Even cashiers today, I'm like, yeah. can't you see that your jobs are eventually going to eliminate? Mm -hmm. um, Go out and get some skills. But that's a whole nother conversation. Right, right. So, <laughs> with that said, how would 
someone from our audience, if they they're interested in utilizing your services, yes. hiring you for a speaking engagement, yes. Um, how could they contact you? If you could give your website, your telephone number, it'll appear on the screen. Absolutely. My website is I am My phone number is 770-771-3365. I'm also on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Those are also amazing ways to reach me. Yes. I am H-E. How do you spell H-E? Yes. Because <laughs> I'm like, ah. That's okay. <laughs> A-C-H- I-E I-M-H-E dot com Now that's a fabulous name That's a fabulous name Thank you Well thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the Grow Your Nonprofit podcast episode Um, It's been wonderful Yes it has Thank you for having me Of course Thank you for having me This has been great Thank you Yes yes So guys Another amazing consultant right here in the beautiful Southwest Florida, helping nonprofits and for-profit businesses with training and development, speaking engagement, and most important, storytelling. That is so important, connecting with people, because like H.E. said, people want to be heard. People want to connect with people, because I always see businesses, some of them are thriving, others are really dead is how you connect with your your customer if you have a restaurant you're walking around to different tables asking how your clients you like your food so it's really about connecting with people because people shop with people and that's the difference so guys again i hope you i hope that you learned something and this is something that you can implement in your organization this is tamika peters i'm signing off and stay tuned for more grow your nonprofit podcast episodes